The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, April 8th edition. we got an eight-gamer on tap for you tonight. hope everybody had a great weekend. If you were playing some DFS baseball and you hung out in the TQE Discord or the FSD Slack chat or you listened or you read my batter breakdowns or anything else, you should have won some money. You might have crushed it. You might have barely made it either way. We were on point yet again. Dan Vogelbach. Everybody, that was where we're at. We'll like him again tonight, but uh, the boy can beast. It's been a good weekend. The pitching has been interesting. It's been a, a topic of conversation in some of the chats I'm in that uh, it's hard to squeeze in the two aces because the hitting pricing, after you get past like 3500 there's not much down there. You know, from you know previous listeners to the podcast in years past, I loved bargain basement hunting at certain spots. We used to play JT Riddle at $2,600. Like, there's guys when they hit a, a certain price point that you can jump on them and rock and roll. And even go down to like the low threes. You used to be able to get leadoff men in, you know, good matchups, but not fancy guys for like thirty one hundred bucks that in a game stack that just opened up so much you could do. And you don't have that catchers even. Catchers was a position you can punt all the time. The cheapest guys we have now are like Omar Navarro is at uh, thirty four hundred bucks, and we love that. We love the fact we play him at thirty four hundred. But when he's the cheapest guy, it's kind of strange. So uh, it's interesting pricing early on. It, I like it because you can't just stack up the studs and rock and roll. You got to be a little creative. Uh, I know I mentioned it a lot so far this year that that range of like 3,800 to 42 at certain positions are lock and load like awesome little ranges there. And they really differentiate because they've kind of consolidated a lot of the mass into that area. And you have to really differentiate where you want to go. And um, I did it on Sunday. I mentioned uh, I'm not so focused on the four to five man stacks, uh, the way the 11 game slate spread out that I want to get, you know, maybe two man stacks or I'm I'm playing like home run derby in my mind because there's so many home runs over the weekend. I'm sitting there going, I could see these guys all teeing off. And it worked in some, didn't work in others. But I think it's a new philosophy I, I need to keep looking at more with this pricing we have. Because you can't just go full-on stack and lock down like two really good pitchers. If you're going to go full-on stacks on some of these, like if you're going to Coors stack, we have Coors again tonight, there's no way in heck you could have two just knockdown pitchers. You have to punt the daylights out of somebody. Uh, on Sunday, if you wanted to get Max Scherzer in there and just even decent bats based on that, you know, even that 38 to 4200 scale, you had to take like one of the really bad arms. Like I hooked him up with Stroman, and it worked out really well. 
but uh, a lot of people aren't comfortable with bats like that. You have to, you're gonna have to change your mindset on DFS right now, unless the pricing changes. I kind of hope it doesn't. I like the idea of having to mix and match with mediocre talents. It's almost like a real baseball team. You can't just load up all stars. You got to go get your your you know your middle your middle tier guys like your Robbie Grossman's, your Alex Gordon's, uh, stuff like that. That you know don't look sexy by any means, but still fill out a roster, and it makes it kind of fun. So it's an interesting way to do it. Thought we'd just talk, talk about it here for a couple minutes. Didn't want to overwhelm the podcast with it. But I know it's been a topic after the first week of just the way lineup structure is compared to years past. And it's just the ever-evolving game we live in. And it makes it so you can't just lock down the big boys. And I kind of like that. All right. Eight-game slate on tap here. Let's kick it off with the starting pitching. And it, it's interesting. Not just because of the price point. It's just some bad pitching tonight. You got Justin Verlander leading the way at 10-4 at home against the New York Yankees. Uh, we know JV is just a beast of all beasts. Uh, he got hit around at Texas his last time out. Gave up four earned and four innings pitch. Only got you three DraftKings points. Start part of that. Just dealt in Tampa Bay for 32.2 points. He gets his first home start of the season. Going up against the New York Yankees. Who strike out over 21% of the time. First right-handed pitching. JV's got his 35% K rate. But lots of fly balls. Lots of fly balls when it comes to Justin Verlander, the Yankees have a 3.3 team total. Lefties 228, righties 264. Uh, the Yankees just went on a home run bonanza over the weekend. So I think that's going to, I might stare some people off. I think in GPPs, JV still very, very relevant. I think he's a really sneaky play in GPPs. In cash games, maybe not as safe as he used to be. So keep that in mind with Justin Verlander. I was so ahead on my soapbox earlier, I forgot to give you guys the totals on the day. Let's go right back to that. Oakland A's at the Baltimore Orioles, total 9.5. Lots of places to hit tonight, boys and girls. Nationals at Phillies, 9. Yankees, Astros, 7.5. Lowest on the slate. We just talked about JV. Dodgers at Cardinals, 8. Mariners at Royals, 9.5. Braves at Colorado Rockies. Coors Field, the light, 10.5. Padres, Gigantes, 7. Okay, that's the lowest on the slate. Brew Crew, Angels, 8.5. So we have 8 games on tap. We have 4 of a 9 or more. I think we know where to focus our lineups. Don't get cute. Just, I, I'm just going to say right now, don't get too cute. We'll go there, we'll pick on pitching elsewhere, and we'll rock, and we'll roll. The other pitcher you have up top here, uh, there's there's three at 9K and above. You have Hung Jin Ryu going into St. Louis against the Cardinals. Ryu's been pretty good this year. You still got to wonder about the pitch counts uh, in his first two starts, 87 and 82. But he still went six and seven innings in both, giving up two runs, one earned. Uh, he's got you over tw- 22 or more points in each game. And that's the other thing is just based on this slate, 22 points would be outstanding from your starting pitcher. And, you know, the Cardinals are a pretty good offense. We saw uh, Matt Strong kind of get back on the in the groove yesterday, pitching much better. And it's a Cardinals team that, it's interesting, but they're striking on almost 29% of the time versus left-handed pitching. We got Ryu with a good 27.5% K rate, 46% ground ball rate. There's a lot to kind of look at there and make you go, huh, it's not the Cardinals of old. You got a Cardinals team with a team total just below four. Lefties 287, righties 264 versus right. And the Cardinals, surprisingly, like Marcelo Zuna crushes lefties. Paul DeYoung, reverse splits, not as good against lefties. Had a good Sunday. But as a team, a 195 woe and a .091 ISO in the last two years combined against left-handed pitching. So it's it's very, very interesting there. Ryu at 9,600 makes a very, very good play uh, in this matchup. Nice pivot off of Verlander. Just hope, just hope we get at least six innings, and, and it's a great spot there for Ryu. If you want to be contrarian, because I can already hear it now. I haven't even looked at Twitter this morning. But everyone's going to say, how is Madison Bumgarner 9300 bucks? Well, because Madison Bumgarner got you six innings of no earned runs, four Ks against the Dodgers. Sure, he gave up a grand slam, but we won't talk about that. 
And then at San Diego to start the year, seven innings, five hits, two earned, nine Ks, or 26 points. He's at hitter-friendly Oracle Park, a.k.a. AT&T Park tonight, against that same Padres team, which, you know, can be good, but also, you know, not world beaters by any means. They strike out over 22% of the timers left. He's mad bum, 42% ground ball, 20% strikeout rate. And the Padres have the lowest team total at 3.29. Lefty's 254, righty's 335. And they have a lot of good righties in that lineup, a lot of pop in that lineup. So I'm not saying this is a gimme at all, but he'd be the most contrarian play up here. would be very interesting. But for me up top, I'm going Ryu at $9,600. bucks. i am going to roll the dice there. It's, it's dicey. And if you want to be contrarian, or if you want to you know, go GPP upside, Verlander's the man. He's like... He's one of the few guys on this slate with legit 30-point upside because the Yankees will strike out from time to time. We know this. They, they only have a 21.5% K rate right now between the last two years. But we've seen that team. There's a lot of swing and miss in there, especially against a guy like Justin Verlander. So you got Verlander and Ryu up top. Maybe as the day goes on, Bumgarner strikes me more, but I'm not going there quite yet. Uh, when you drop down from Mad Bum, it gets ugly. Like you got Masahiro Tanaka. You know, he pitched good against Detroit and Baltimore, 21 and 22 points. He's got Houston. Do you want to roll those dice? Totally up to you. Not a big strikeout team in Houston. Uh, GPP, sure, but I'm not going there. The next guy I look at is uh, Julius Chassin at 8100 bucks. You know, lefties can hit him well. He's gone five and a third in his first two starts, two earned and three earned runs. Um, he's got you 20.4 and 21 DraftKings points in his two starts. Six or more Ks. That was at Cincy and against the Cardinals. So not the worst teams in the world. Pretty decent. Now you get the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, not a huge strikeout team by any means. So you're not looking at those. But even if it gets to five or six Ks, not bad. Uh, he's got a 42% ground ball rate. It's a, it's a decent ballpark to pitch in. Uh, we saw since Eno Saris' comment this offseason, it's not as good as it, we thought it once was, but still decent. The Angels have a 4.3 team total, middle of the pack. Lefties 358, righties 283. A lot of righties in that lineup. Cole Calhoun's even hurt right now, so uh, you, got, you got Justin Bohr and maybe a few others. But outside of Justin Bohr, not a lot to, to scare there from the left side of the plate. So Chassin, I really like it, 8100 bucks. If you want to fit the bats, you play, you're going to play some Chassin, at least here on the early outlooks of things. So that's where I'm leaning in that direction. And then below him, you know, Miles Mikolas, it's interesting. He's been horrible this year. The Dodgers' bats are on fire, but they're coming out of Colorado. Got out late last night. If you want to play the traveling game, you can. I just don't trust Miles Meekless as far as I can throw him. Uh, you got Eric Lauer at 7500 bucks. This is an intriguing play. He got uh, beat up against Arizona, but then he dealt against the Giants earlier this year. Six shutout, three Ks. He's not a big strikeout guy. We know that very, very well, but he does get to go to play at AT&T Park tonight. Something to take a look at in that respect. The Giants at 3.7 team total. It's third lowest on the slate. Lefty's 328, righty's 333. But you look at a Giants team with a 267 Woba and a 101 ISO versus left-handed pitching. So, uh... Eric Lauer could be an interesting one at 75. Just doesn't seem like the upside is too big. But again, 20 points earlier against the Giants this year would be outstanding at $7,500. Uh, Marco Estrada at 73 is going to be interesting. Baltimore is a great place to pitch in. No. And the Orioles lineup, you know, they have a couple home run hitters, but a lot, a lot of mess in that lineup. you got Estrada uh, coming off a rocky one against Boston. at two earned and five and a third. But then pitched great against the Angels. 17 innings pitched. Or, I mean, 17 points, not innings pitched. He's just not a big strikeout guy. Three Ks in both starts. He's pitched well, but not big strikeout stuff. But um, Estrada could be an interesting one for you here against the Baltimore Orioles team. Um, that where'd you go? Baltimore uh, strikes out over twenty six percent of the time for right-handed pitching. But again, he's not a big K guy. He said three Ks in both starts, sixteen percent K rate for him, and a ton of fly balls, which can be very very terrifying in Baltimore. So something to think about there. 
Orioles team total of 4.6. Lefties 287, righties 362. So nice reverse splits there. But again, a 283 Woba and a 115 ISO from the Baltimore Orioles tells you that they're they're not good. Their offense just isn't good. But, you know, like Trey Mancini, I'll get behind tonight. I think he's a great value play with his power upside. But Estrada can be interesting at 73. Don't completely hate it there. So in this mid-tier, I got Chassin 1. I got Eric Lauer 2. And Chassin 3. And that just shows you how bad this middle section is. And it gets even worse when you fall on down here. You go look at 7,100 for Trevor Cahill um, at home. It's a Brewers team that's hitting the crap out of the baseball. But on the same flip side, it's a Brew Cruise team that's been playing at home and hitter-friendly Milwaukee. Um, when you look at Cahill, the Brewers strike out 23.5% of the time. Cahill's got a 22% K rate and a 51% ground ball rate, which is very, very nice. Brew Crew team with a 4.2 team total. Lefty's 307, righty's 309. He's $7,100. He is risky. There's no doubt about it. He's gone, But he's gotten six innings in both starts at Seattle. It's a good Seattle offense. Only one run, five Ks. His last time out, he struggled at Oakland. So... Cahill's a roller coaster, right? He's, he's, either, he's either on or he's not usually most of the time. So something to keep in mind there, but can be very, very intriguing at 7100 bucks against this uh, Milwaukee team traveling to the West Coast. But they do get a DH, so that'll help quite a bit. And then last but not least, this is how bad the slate is, but I will recommend it. Kyle Freeland is 6200 bucks in Coors Field. He's facing an Atlanta Braves team that does have some pop. I know it. Freeland's first two starts were on the road. 22 and 25 DraftKings points at Tampa, at Miami. First start of the year in Colorado, which is usually not a good thing. The Braves team that strikes out 20% of the time versus uh, lefties. Freeland, 21% K rate, 46.5% ground ball rate, 32% hard contact rate. All outstanding stuff. Lefties hit 261, righties 308 off of Freeland. He's been very, very good. The uh, Braves have a great Wobo, 360 and great ISO, 204. So they hit him very, very well. It is Coors Field. So it's buyer beware type stuff. But $6,200 is an uber, uber punt. If you aren't stacking the Braves or you're not stacking Coors, because you can still put Rockies in there with Freeland, of course. Freeland is in play. It's just very, very, very terrifying. And then the last guy I'll mention, and it's always terrifying with this man, but Homer Bailey, he's only $5,000. And that's why I'll mention him. He's $5,000. And that is insane saving. He's pitching in Coffin Stadium. Um which is a phenomenal hitter's ballpark. So you have to th- keep him in mind. But he is facing a um, Mariners team that is just filthy at the plate. He faced Minnesota's last time out, 305 innings, struck out eight for 17.1. If you give me 17.1 at 5K, I am over the moon. We know Homer Bailey can get ugly, though, but the the, uh, the Mariners are striking out over 22% of the time versus right-handed pitching. But again, it's Homer Bailey. So buyer beware. The Mariners have a team total of 4.8. Lefties 359. Righties 367 off Bailey. That, that Mariners offense is fierce. They're going to be very, very popular bats tonight against Homer Bailey. But Bailey at 5K is not the worst thing I've seen in a GPP if you want to get weird. Because you can put Bailey with Verlander. Or Bailey with any of the top guys. You can put Bailey with Chassin and get all of Coors. Like there's, there's lots of ways you can use Bailey to open up all the bats in the world if you want to go there. But it's very, very sketchy. So first look here, you got JV and Ryu up top, kind of looking at Ryu in a better spot than JV, but JV is still a very good GPP play. Then Bumgarner might grow on me out throughout the day. We'll see. In the middle, I got Chassin one, Lauer two, Estrada three. It's pretty rough in that respect as well. Uh, and you got some Cahill, Freeland, and Bailey down below. I like Cahill at seventy one. Bailey very intriguing. I think I'll have a lot of maybe Chassin Cahill builds. I think that's where I'll be because I'm uh, if I don't pay up for pitching, it's going to be. 
really interesting. It's one of those I, get, I recommend joining the uh, the uh, F Fantasy Sports DGN Slack chat, which is free, or come join us if you are a member at the Quant Edge. Join us in the Discord chat, which is always popping off. And again, talking about the Quant Edge, it's an awesome, awesome site. They've jumped into the baseball world. They have myself and many others writing over there. I do the batter breakdown multiple times a week, giving you the best plays or the top plays and some other options at each position. A couple days a week, I throw in some pitching as well. It's it's a lot of fun, a lot of fun and a great group of guys and a lot of winning going on over there. And the best thing about the Quant Edge is they have some amazing tools. The lineup optimizer they keep tweaking or tweaking on the daily to make it better and better. They have umpires tools. They have weather tools. They have an awesome new tool they came out with last couple. Uh, the Las Vegas tool that in in real time shows you how lines are changing, totals are changing, team totals are changing to kind of give you a reflection throughout the day that might help you deviate your lineups. And then it also has a, they also came out with an awesome values tool. It has the DraftKings, FanDuel pricings, both of them side by side. So it shows you how some sites have a guy's overpriced and other ones don't. So if you're playing on multiple sites and you, you like the player, like over the weekend, Clint Frazier was like 4,500 on, on DK. He was the minimum on FanDuel. And that kind of stuff stands out to you when you're looking at it. Because if you do all your research on one side, it's easy to go to this, app, this, this tool and look at it. They got batter versus pitch type coming up and many, many more coming down the, the, the ways. And those tools alone is why I think it's worth paying for the quantage.com. If you want to get the MLB season pack, $25 off, promo code Bubba. So I highly recommend it. The quantage.com, promo code Bubba, $25 off the season pass. If you just want to try out the quantage, try the all sports package for the first month at $19.99, use promo code Bubba. It gets you all the different sports, NBA playoffs coming up, and you get some, some MLB action. You can try all the tools for your first month, $19.99, promo code Bubba. All right, let's jump into the bats on this slate. We already mentioned all the high totals we got here. There's going to be some bats to like. You got Gary Sanchez coming off a three-dong day, going up against Verlander. GPPs, I can see it, because Verlander will give up the long ball. Probably not going there tonight. I guess Monty Grandal versus Cahill. Like You can't attack him with lefties like we talked about. Um, lefties 307, righties 309. I'm just not sure I'm paying up for Grandal today in that matchup. As you go down to like a Nick Hundley against Kashner at 39 can be very interesting if you're looking to punt. Uh, Buster Posey against Lauer at 39 has some upside. Posey's off to a slow start. Still an intriguing matchup for him there. The farther down you go, uh, in Coors Field, Alex Jackson might be getting the start. He's a, he's a young prospect. He was, he was raking in the minors last year. He got the call up when McMahon got hurt. Or Mc, McCann got hurt. And um, Flowers is banged up. He's day-to-day. Flowers is a good play at 41 if he plays. If not, Jackson at 37. Cheaper piece of Coors. One I'll probably be going back to if you're not using Homer Bailey. Omar Narvaez at 36 just comes into play again. He's such a good catch game catcher. 7, 11, 0, 7, 23, 19, 0, 2. Such a really good floor with this bat with some power upside. Going up against Homer Bailey at 3,600. Omar Narvaez is one of my favorite catching options on the slate. And then guys like Austin Hedges in a GPP at 3,600 against Mad Bum. Take a look at him there. Like a Jan Gomes at 35 versus Vinny Velasquez. And the Phillies bullpen would be a guy to look at. Other than that, you'll have to check lineups. But right there is an example of that diatribe I started out the podcast on. After $3,500 a catcher, there really isn't anybody. We used to dig into the 2000s in catcher. No problem. It, it's changing, folks, and we have to change with it. First base, you got Freddie Freeman and Coors. But belly bomb against Mikolas at 4900 Bellinger just keeps crushing baseballs. I was very wrong on him, and I, I apologize to the world. But... Um, Lefty's 311, righty's 263 off Mikolas, and it's been pretty rough for him to start the season here. So belly bomb at 49, very, very much in play. You got Reese Hoskins coming off a home run yesterday. He's 4700 bucks. Uh, Philly's team with a 4.7-16 total. 
against Anibal Sanchez. So he's a GPP relevant play, just like Goalie at 45. But I try to get up the belly if I'm going up there. But after him against Bleak, you do got guys like Jerickson Profar, Kendris Morales against Andrew Kashner. Those are plays you can ex- exploit. I'd probably go Morales just for a little more power upside. Profar, he's, he's got some upside too, but it just hasn't been there. The A's are the highest team total outside of Coors Field. because so it goes Rockies, Braves, and then the A's at 4.9. Lefties, 354. Righties, 368 off Trashner. So you can take a look there. I don't mind Morales at 43. I think it's very, very interesting in that matchup. I think a nice contrarian play that will get overlooked. We talked about lefties, 359. Righties, 367 off Homer Bailey. E5, Edwin Encarnacion at $4,300 is an intriguing play right now. He's um, coming off a 28-pointer yesterday with a 9, a 5, an 8, a 0, a 19, a 6, and 8. So he's got five or more points in all but one game this year, six or more in all but two this season. He's $4,300. People will see Bailey on the mound. They'll forget righty-righty. Encarnacion's actually better versus righties than lefties. Intriguing play there at $4,300 in a really good matchup for the Mariners. Got Max Muncy woke up a little bit over the weekend, but that was Coors Field. Take it with a grain of salt. I do love some Trey Mancini at $4,200. First base outfield eligible. Trey Boo Boo is crushing it. He had four points yesterday, but 19, then a 4, then an 18, then a 5, then a 21, and a 19. He's crushing baseballs, folks. He's doing what I wrote about in the preseason. This guy's very, very good. First base outfield eligible. Gets Marco Estrada in that fly ball rate. Reverse splits. Uh, I like Trey Mancini quite a bit today. The Vogelbach. Dan Vogelbach, 4200 bucks, 43 DraftKings points yesterday. Just over the weekend, 43-17-19. That's his last three games. Big, big boy, left-handed power. It's Homer Bailey at 4200 bucks. Lock and load if you look to get weird. Because the only, the only crappy part is he has like seventh in the order. But that also lowers his ownership quite a bit. Farther down you go, you got like Ryan Healy. Could be contrarian. Justin Borvers, Chassin if you need to go there. Uh, I don't hate Ryan Zimmerman at 4K. I'd try to go a little... A little bit higher if you need to, or you punt with like a Ryan O'Hearn at 39 versus uh, King Felix. That could be worth a look for you. Mentioned Buster Posey already. Um, other than that, though, there's not a ton that stands out down here unless you want to go like Greg Bird or something, which not really running to do at the first base position tonight. Second base, Ozzy Albies in Coors versus a lefty at 52. I like that quite a bit. That's not bad at all. I uh, got Altuve is not horrible. Johnny VR versus Estrada at 45 has my attention. But Whit Merrifield at 45 as well against King Felix, very, very much in play. Um, mentioned Jerkson Profar earlier. If Charlie Culberson gets to start for the Braves, he's 4,200 versus Freeland. He can be a nice value piece, of course. I don't hate that at all. Um, farther down you go, like a Cesar Hernandez at 4K. Keep an eye on Dylan Moore. He might start for Seattle with all their injuries. He's second base, third base at 3,800. Kind of a piece of savings you can get there. But then after that, there's not a ton. Like Wilmer Defoe at 36, not running there. Probably the cheapest guy I'd look at here is if Ian Kinsler's in the lineup. He's usually hitting towards the top versus lefties. He's facing Mad Bum. He's 3,600 bucks. That'd be a guy I'd look at. He's not lighting the world on fire, but 11 points two games ago. He's only got one zero on the season, so he hasn't completely goose egg your lineup, but he's got a lot of twos and threes. But at 3,500 bucks against the lefty Mad Bum, he could come into play for you. Heading over to third base, you got Arenado and Coors, yes. Uh, Chapman versus Cashner is very intriguing in that ballpark, the way that ball is going to fly. Um, farther down, you go like switch hit and Camargo. Could be worth a look for Freeland at only 4500 I do like me some Anthony Rendon. I keep talking about him every day, and he's still 4200 bucks. He's like in that four to 4200 range over and over again, and all he does, game log, 26, 23, 7, 28, 19, 10, 16. He had a zero to start the season. Since then, it's seven or more points in all of them, 10 or more in all but one. 
He is hitting 433 on the year with four Jimmy Jacks and a 1.49 OPS. He's crushing baseballs. He's crushing righties. He's crushing lefties. Anthony Rendon is a really, really good play pretty much every day. He's going to have a goose here and there, but overall, a really good play. 4200 bucks is some nice salary savings for a guy of his caliber. Go on down some more. You got like Justin Turner, Travis Shaw are interesting plays. Manny Machado versus Mad Bum at 42. Stands out in a nice play if you plan on uh, fading Mad Bum, Machado at 42. Nice discount on one of the better hitters in all the baseball. Um, mentioned Dylan Moore already. If Jed Jerko gets to start, which he hasn't since he's been activated, he's only 38, so he could be interesting. But then, like Evan Longoria hits lefties really well. He's 3800 bucks versus Lauer. You could go there if you have to, but really not a ton. Um, there could be a punt. He was in the lineup yesterday. Alberto of the Baltimore Orioles. Hanser Alberto of the Baltimore Orioles. He's second base, third base eligible. He's played the last two games, eight and seven points. He's 3500 bucks. He can be a punt for you at second base or third base if you so choose. Same with David Fletcher of the Angels. So a couple cheapies there at second base, third base eligible if you need to go there. Shortstop, you got Trevor Story and Coors. Alberto Mondesi at 49 bucks for King Felix is very, very intriguing. Mentioned Johnny Villar already. You got Marcus Simeon a little pricier than normal for him. Like Carlos Correa in a GPP at 4300 has a little bit of appeal for you. Um, Corey Seager versus Mikulis at 31 has my attention. I'm not a big Corey Seager guy, as you guys know. And I know Coors lights you up 18-3-12. He wasn't doing a ton before that, so keep that in mind. But 4100 against Mikulis, a little bit of a savings. Uh, Paul Young, I mentioned it. He's a reverse splits guy. He's really struggled against lefties in his career, but he did put up a nine spot yesterday against the Padres. So if you want to go there at 4K, he's still very, very cheap for his upside in the middle of that order. I don't hate it. Uh, Tim Beckham left early with a hamstring injury yesterday. If he's in the lineup at 39 versus Bailey, he's in play, but be careful. Got Fernando Tatis Jr. at 39. That's an intriguing GPP type play as well. Other than that, though, it's like Wilmer Defoe at 36, Orlando Arcia at 35. These aren't sexy plays at all, so I try to get up at shortstop if you can. Outfield is loaded, as you'd expect. Trout's in a great spot as he just four straight games with homers, just crushing baseballs. He's amazing. You got Acuna and Coors, Christian Yellick versus Cahill. He keeps hitting the baseball, and he's a Southern California boy, so Yellick's going home. I'd imagine they'll do something for his fundraising for the wildfires and do a little thank you for him there, so keep an eye on that. You got Crush Davis against Kashner. Really great play. These are all no-brainer plays. These just kind of like fill out your plays. You got Bryce Harper. You got Blackman and, and Coors. Dolls hurt. Those are all below above 5K. Trout's obviously the greatest play here. I like Crush Davis to be sneaky. Yellick and Harper are right behind him there, and they got Coors boys. So that's how I'd approach that. But then you got you go below 5K. You got Juan Soto versus Vinny Velasquez. Very very nice looking play there in that matchup. Mitchy Haniger always overlooked, especially with the righty righty matchups. He's 4600. He only got two points yesterday, which is a big downer for him. But prior to that, 12, 16, 7, 14, 14. Very consistent, very good hitter. Stacks the stat sheet for you at 4,600. Good piece of a stack for sure. Uh, Ramel, Ramel Tapia might get to start with David Dalhurt. He's 4,600. Keep an eye on that. Uh, you got Whit Merrifield at 45. Talked about how much I like him already. Yohan Camargo and Coors. But if you're stacking Philly, never forget McCutcheon at 44. He just keeps getting it done. A play I really like when you get down to the 4,300s is Malik Smith. Mentioned him a lot over the weekend. He gets on and he lead and, and he steals bags like crazy. He his first time out yesterday, he stole back to back bags at your twenty drafting points. He's got six or more in three straight. He's got multiple double digit outings. He's forty three hundred bucks for Homer Bailey. Should get on. Should should run quite a bit. You could stack with Domingo Santana as well at forty three. 
interesting plays there. Uh, but the farther down you go, like a Nick Marcakis and Coors at 43 is intriguing. Again, Eric Thames probably DH in at 43 versus Cahill. Love some Trey Mancini at 42. You got Jay Bruce against Bailey at 42 is a nice play as well. But love that, that Mancini play a lot. Uh, you got Jock Jams at 42 versus Mikolas. Nice little GPP play for you there. Locaine had a huge weekend for us. Um, going up against the righty Cahill is not as ideal, but still 4200 bucks leading off. I don't completely shun that one. You got Will Myers versus Madbum. Will Myers does like him some Madbums. So keep an eye on that. But he's been quiet 0-3, 0-3 in his last four. But uh, interesting spot there at 4,200 versus Madison Bumgarner. Uh, as you go down even farther, like Rob, uh, Robbie Grossman at 4K is interesting versus Kashner if you're stacking the A's. Adam Eaton, Victor Robles. I use Victor Robles more than he's Eaton at 4K. Eaton's leaving off, so that part sucks. But Victor keeps getting it done. 20 more drafting points yesterday. This kid is so damn good at 4K. He finds my lineups a lot. You got Marcelo Zuna who crushes left-handed pitching at 4K versus Ryu. Um, I, I think I almost go Victor Robles over Ozuna, but Ozuna is still a very solid look as well. Um, Jorge Soler at 39 versus King Felix is very, very sneaky nice because people, again, they'll see the righty-righty, they'll walk away. It's it's not as cut and dry as it once was, folks. King Felix is not King Felix of old. Lefty's 365, righty's 343. The Royals have a 4.17 total. And Jorge Soler is hitting the ball very, very well, so don't sleep on that one. If Jose Martinez makes the Cardinals lineup at 39, he's in play for you. GPP-wise, Michael Brantley versus Tanaka, I don't hate at 39. That's a, de- a decent value. Franville Reyes and Hunter Renfro are both 3,900 versus Mad I like Renfro more than Reyes, but both very sneaky plays in their respect. If a Verdugo makes the lineup at 38, you could look there against Mikulis. Clint Frazier, who crushed baseballs like crazy over the weekend, he's 38 for uh, Furlander in a GPP spot. But again, Stephen Duggar's 3,800 bucks. Lefty, lefty is not as ideal, but still leading off and doing very, very well. You got Alex Gordon hitting the three spot for the Royals against King Felix at 37. That's an outstanding value play. Could probably be super high owned, but that's because they're not changing the price and it's too good to pass up in these type of matchups. Uh, Brett Gardner leading off for his JV. If you're going to punt, he's 36. You could look there. Other than that, there's not a ton down here. So, like, after Alex Gordon, I probably don't go any farther, but Alex Gordon will be popular yet again. He's in a phenomenal spot, so it's hard to pass up on that. All right, let's recap the pitching real quick. After that sip of water, uh, you got JV up top with Ryu. Ryu's probably the safer of the two, but JV's got that big-time 30-point upside in any matchup, so keep that in mind. In the middle, you got Chassin, you got Lauer, you got Estrada. Not sexy at all, but I do like Chassin quite a bit. We know he can get hit by lefties. Not a big lefty lineup there in Anaheim. And then down below, you got Trevor Cahill, Kyle Freeland and Coors, but still a very good pitcher. And then Homer Bailey, 5K. If you want to take that challenge, like the one thing I'll recommend, if you do use Bailey at all, make sure you have at least one Mariners lineup because if they go off, you're going to want to be a part of that. So you don't cry the whole night. Uh, I highly recommend that. I know I will. I'll have some Bailey, but I will definitely have myself some Mariners. I mentioned a lot of good ones we like today, especially some right-handed ones that might go a little overlooked. All right. When you're talking stacking, obviously you got Coors in play. Uh, Colorado versus Tehran, lefties 348, lock and load. But it's Coors, just load them all. Braves versus Freeland also in play. But then you get out of Coors, that's the beauty of this slate. Sometimes it's just Coors and nothing else. I mentioned three other totals that were of nine or above on tonight's slate. You got the Oakland A's against Andrew Kashner. You can definitely lock and load there. Lefty's 354, righty's 368. Crutch Davis in a great spot there. Matt Chapman, very intriguing. You got the Mariners versus Homer Bailey. Talked about that as well. 359 lefties, 367 righties. Don't forget the likes of Mitch Hanniger. Edwin Encarnacion loves his righties. Domingo Santana are some nice right-handed bats to go with the lefty thump in that lineup. 
with Jay Bruce and um, uh, Malik Smith and other and Dan Vogel Bach. Uh, you got the Philadelphia Phillies versus Animal Sanchez, very intriguing. But the Kansas City Royals against King Felix, lefties three sixty five, righties three forty three. Uh, Whip Merrifield, Adelbert Mondesi, Alex Gordon, nice and cheap. Ryan O'Hearn, a GPP first base option. Uh, Jorge Soler in the outfield, like quite a bit. So that's some more interesting plays there versus King Felix. That is, I believe, your second highest total on the day. Yeah, they're a nine. And, uh, they're a nine and a half. The A's are nine and a, A's Orioles are nine and a half. Also, and the Phillies Nats are nine. Uh, after the Mariners again, Phillies versus versus Animal are in play. Orioles versus Estrada, lefties two eighty seven, righties three sixty two. Estrada, major fly ball guy. So I like Estrada as a punt pitcher just because of the upside against a bad Orioles offense. But the thump is there. Love some Trey Boo Boo, Trey Mancini. If you want to get weird with the Angels or the Brewers, I could see it. But uh, I'm going to try to focus on those those four big games. The totals of nine or above. I'm not going to try to get too cute here. Maybe something opens up throughout the day. We see some line movement or whatever that, that these other games. Things open up because you do have a, a total of eight in uh, St. Louis and an eight and a half in Anaheim against the Brew Crew. So that might be a late night hammer that could be sneaky, but uh, we'll we'll know more as the day goes on. BVP before I send you on your way on this eight game slate here. Uh, you got like Michael Brantley, Bregman, Reddick, Altuve have all taken Tanaka deep. Correa and Springer have taken them deep twice as a team and only ninety one plate appearances. The Astros hit 349 versus Tanaka with a 477 Woba and a 373 ISO. They really like them some Tanaka. I know it's not the biggest of sample size, but they have hit him very well. Didn't talk a lot about the Astros today, but there could be a contrarian angle there. As we do know, Tanaka can be subject to the long ball at times. As you slide on down, though, uh, Mancini, Nunez, Sucre have all taken Marco Estrada deep. Mancini's only hitting four for 17 with a double and a homer. He's a lot better hitter than he once was. Mitchell Kendrick Morales, 4300 bucks, nice and cheap versus Kashner. He's 6-for-10 with three dongs against Kashner, so keep that in mind. Uh, Crush Davis, 6-for-17 with a double and a dong. Uh, as a team, 423 Woba, 254 ISO off of Andrew Kashner. So the A's are, if you need even more reason to play them, they are in play. Uh, you got Cowie Kendrick, 4-for-7 with a double and two homers off Velasquez. Small sample, but that's interesting. Zimmerman, 5-for-12 with a, a two doubles and a homer as well. Uh, Goldschmidt hitting 423 off Ryu. You saw him a lot when he was at the D-backs. 11 for 26, three doubles, three homers. So don't sleep on Goldie tonight. He's been kind of quiet since that triple dong game, but uh, always a good ball player. You got Whit Merrifield, 5 for 10 with a double and a homer off King Felix. We liked Whit already. Um, do, 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 do. Like Dansby Swanson, 6 for 9 with a double and a homer. He's actually swinging a pretty hot bat, so don't sleep on Swanson in Coors. Nick Markakis, lefty-lefty even against Freeland, 5 for 11 with two dongs. Ozzy Alves, 5 for 12, two doubles and a triple. A couple guys to look at there. Buster Posey, 4 for 10, two doubles off of Lauer. Longo, 4 for 8. Hunter Renfro, I told you I liked him at his nice price point. I believe it was 3,900. 5 for 13, two doubles, two homers off Mad Bum. Will Myers taking Mad Bum deep twice, but hitting a buck 75. But uh, Renfro, I like that price tag and that value. Uh, Brian Goodwin's been swinging a hot stick for the Halos. Keep him in mind, only two for three in this sample, but it brought brought it to my mind because in season long I was looking at him in fab and everything, and he's pretty cheap value if you need one in the outfield. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, four for 13 with a double off of Trevor Cahill. So there you go, eight-game slate in the books. Going to be a fun one on this Monday night of MLB action. Again, check out the quantedge.com promo code Bubba. $25 off your MLB season pass. It'll be well, well worth it, I promise. If you want to just try out the tools in baseball, maybe try some NBA playoff basketball, and you're new to the Quant Edge, get your first month for $19.99 using promo code Bubba. Good way to get your feet wet. I know I've seen some people do that. 
uh, that, that listen to the podcast, get your feet wet there, and then go try out the big package later. Also, if you give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much, much appreciate it. It would help out a ton. It takes you just a couple seconds. It means a lot to me. I'd really, really appreciate it. Other than that, uh, enjoy the evening. Weather's not too bad. There's some light rain coming in Baltimore and San Francisco, but should be able to play wind blowing out in Philly at 9 miles an hour. Sorry that was late to the podcast, but uh, I had fun talking this morning about some you know, just strategy talk. We'll try to intertwine that from time to time. But again, good luck tonight. This was MLB DFS Quickets, your Monday, April 8th edition. I'm out.